So I guess I'm the mama bird today. <laughs> wow, thanks for sharing that. I, uh, I'm blessed. I don't know if I can live up to that. <laughs> but um, if you could turn to Philippians, please, the very end of the book, chapter 4. That's where we're going to be, just a couple verses there in Philippians. And we'll read that in a moment. So I'm sure you've probably heard the expression, a man of many hats or a person of many hats. Um, I was actually going to bring one of my golf hats in and, and then forgot to do it. But, you know, I, I like to play golf or attempt to play golf. And um, and so if I have my golf hat on, and that might be a literal thing, you know, uh, usually we're talking figuratively with this, but when I'm out on the golf course, I got my golf hat on, and I'm golfing, and that's my attention is on golfing. I'm I'm thinking of uh, I hope I don't go in these trees over here. I hope I make it over the water over here. And if I'm out golfing with someone, mostly what we're talking about is is the golf, you know, well, I saw your ball go into those weeds and I lined it up on that tree, you know, because we're always usually spraying our golf balls all over the course and, uh, you know, maybe helping each other line up a putt or something. Um, but then if I have a job, say I'm a baker, I, I don't wear my golf hat to the bakery. I might do that literally, but uh, but figuratively, I take off my golf hat and I put on my baker's hat. Maybe I even have one of those big, tall, white hats, and and I go and I make I bake my breads and my cakes and my pastries and things like that. And I'm dealing there with, I'm saying I this I've, I've never been a baker, but uh, just say I am. <laughs> I, and I'm dealing there with uh, with taking care of those things. I'm dealing with coworkers. I'm dealing with people who are at the register wanting to buy a cheesecake or a dozen donuts or something like that. And while they're there, I'm not saying, hey, could you help me line up this putt? My golf hat is off. My baker's hat is on. I'm taking care of that. And maybe I go home. I put on my husband hat and I put on my dad hat. And I am always am a dad and a husband, but when I'm at the bakery, my family's not there, so I'm not functioning in those things unless I call home on a break or something. And on and on and on we go with the many hats that we wear in life. Now, physically, we might, our physical lives on this planet, our hobbies, our responsibilities and whatnot, we may wear many, many hats, some of us more than others. We usually don't wear them all at the same time, though, as I was just describing. I'm not doing golf things when I'm at the bakery or when I'm at home. But spiritually, I'd like to suggest this morning that there is a spiritual hat that we wear. It's a hat that says, I belong to Jesus. And sometimes believers might be tempted, hey, if I'm in certain situations, I take that hat off and maybe compartmentalize their lives. They don't want to let their faith be so obvious to people in certain situations. But in the eyes of God, that hat is always on. 
And so you might as well have it always on in your own eyes. And we're going to look this morning. You don't take with this hat. You don't take it off for one thing and put another one on for something else. Whatever hats you're putting on, and even if it's ministry stuff, we have people teaching Sunday school right now. They have their Sunday school teacher hat on. You know, we, we uh, whoever uh, set up the soundboard back there had their soundboard hat on. Uh, Pastor Tony, sometimes he's he's doing his pastoral calling here, and other times he's doing his uh, secular job. But spiritually, in terms of who we are in Christ, I belong to Jesus. That hat is always there, and it has several aspects to it. And so that's what we want to look at this morning and we're right at the end of Philippians, and where Paul is closing out the letter. He's signing the letter, basically. Philippians 4, verses 21 to 23, the last three verses of the book. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, and especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Now, it might be weird to get to the last three verses, and we're not going to deal with the last verse in this message. Maybe, if I remember, maybe we'll close out the service, use that as a benediction. But we're going to look at verses 21 and 22, and look at three defining elements of you and of me and of all of us, but I want to make this personal so you can hear it personally. Three defining elements of you as a Christian. This is who you are because you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and you belong to him. One defining element of you as a Christian is that, and this might sound a little funny at first, but you are holy. You're holy. That's what that word saints means. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. I was wondering if I needed to come up here and explain that saints is a little different than a lot of people uh, use that word to mean. But Pastor Tony has referred to you as saints several times in the service, so I think you get it. (laughs) It's It's a word that occurs frequently in the New Testament. Now, if you have an NIV, the NIV might say God's people there because some of the newer translations translate it that way, and that is what it's talking about, God's people. But the word is a word that that means, if, it, if you're using it as a noun, it means holy ones or holy one. Um, and... Uh, That's what he's using it as, the saints, the saints in Christ Jesus. So you are holy. Now, this holy here, we tend to think of that word in terms of, you know, that's that's what causes the the choir to go, oh, this doesn't mean that happens when you walk in a room and you're not glowing. You don't have a halo over your head or anything like that. The word actually has a more ordinary idea than that. And it's the idea of being different. Different. 
And since we don't make ourselves different, we all come into this world as humans, and we're as human as every other human on the planet. And yet when God looks at us as his, what has happened there is we've been made different. He has set us apart. And so that idea is in there too. People who are set apart. God has set us apart unto himself. We belong to him. And so in that sense, you are holy because God has made you different. He has made you distinct from people who do not know Jesus. When I was graduating from college, I had to go do my uh, fill out some paperwork for graduation. And so I went to the campus that day. I'm walking across the campus. I'm walking with a bounce in my step. Wow, I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. First Drennenberg I know of to graduate from college. Cousins or anything. And uh, and so uh, there I am walking across the campus. And, and there's this gathering of people. And as I get close to it, they're just kind of gathered in the grass off the sidewalk in the middle of the campus. And as I get close to this group, there's a guy there who is preaching. And I think, wow, that's cool. I'm going to stop and listen to that. You know, maybe I can be some help here, you know. And so I, uh, so I stopped and listened, but it didn't take long to tell that this guy was preaching very condemningly. He was, uh, he was referring to the people that he was talking to as fornicators and adulterers and, you know, and, and just really laying it on, but not with any sense of, of grace available to them. And I stood there and I thought, wow, what, what, what in the world is up with this? I got to challenge this guy. And, and uh, the people were all mocking him. They were, he would make some comment and somebody would make a pun out of a word he had said from the scriptures. Or they'd make some comment about the way hand motions he was doing. And they were just having a blast watching this guy. It's interesting though, that once he was done, they got furious. And he's going around trying to pass out his literature. And some of these people, were their faces just changed. They weren't having fun with him anymore. This guy just stood here. Who does he think he is condemning us like this? Well, along the way, I sort of threw out a challenge to something he said. I was very sheepish. I had never uh, stood in front of a group of people and taught the word at that point. And, and so I just threw out this, uh, th this thought and he looked at me and shot it down and kept going. Then another guy asked, uh, could I have the floor for a minute? And so he came out and he starts sharing grace. He said, you know, Christians are not better than anybody else. But we are better off. We are better off. And that's what we have in this having been set apart by God. It doesn't elevate us to, to something where we're holier than thou kind of attitude. It just means, man, he, he has, as we were talking about, uh, you, know, you talk about Paul and, and Romans and some of these terms 
have been used uh, today. He, he foreknew me, and he, and he chose me, and he called me, and he justified me. And, you know, he, he'll do that for you too, you know. And so we don't want to stand there and say, I'm better than you because I'm one of God's children. We want to say, hey, come on, join the family. I, I, you don't know what I was before the Lord set me aside as one of his own. And, and he'll do the same for you too. And so, you know, it's a really great place to be, to, to be a saint, to be a holy one, to be set apart unto the Lord as one of his. And this aspect of our I belong to Jesus hat carries with it a responsibility. Um, just like if you're golfing, then golf. You know, you got people lining up behind you on the tee and you're sitting there uh, with your laptop. You pulled out your laptop or your phone and you're doing business and they're going to say, golf. You're on a golf course. You're in a golf cart. You got on your golf hat. Golf. Well, if you're holy, then be who you are. Be who you are. Uh, a little bit of who we are over in um, uh, 1 Peter. I've just got this typed up here so you don't have to turn there. It's just a very uh, brief thing. He says, well, as, as he who called you is holy. This isn't a little bit of who we are. This is what I just said. As he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. So if we just blend in with the world and nobody can see any difference in us. So like Tony was saying, when you, hey, when you go to work, you're talking about your weekend, say, I went to worship. That, you know, church, going to church, that's a traditional kind of thing that a lot of people do, and they just go by rote sometimes. But you say, I go to worship, that, that stands out. That gives you the opportunity to show this is this is real stuff. This is important stuff. This impacts my life. And maybe they'll ask you about it if you talk like that. But that's being different, being different. Um, so the, the church historically in this country and maybe in other places throughout history as well has tried to make being different about, you know, dressing out of style, <laughs> not tapping your foot to the beat of a song, you know, or, or something like that. You know, there, there are songs I grew up with that, um, that aren't Christian songs. You know, I try to watch what I listen to. If something's going off into awful things, I, I turn it off. But some things I play air guitar, you know. I mean, you know, and... It's not about, oh, I'll never go to a movie theater. And, and I don't know if any of you, some of you might not be old enough to remember hearing things like this, but Christians don't play cards. I mean, I used to hear that when I was younger. I, I asked somebody one day when I got older, what's the deal with cards? And, and, and I, I said, well, because people gamble. Yeah, but what if I'm just playing solitaire or go fish or something, you know? And, and uh, well, it's, it's the symbols on the cards. Well, what about the symbols? And then they didn't know. They had no idea. <laughs> so that, that's when we say be different. That's not what we're talking about. But our lives are governed by the word of God, uh, by our love for the Lord, 
by our appreciation for what the Lord has done for us. This communion we just took, that reminds us again and again and again because we are fickle people who are prone to forget. And, and uh, uh, as our brother was saying, just sort of, sort of fades away. We just go toddling off, you know, from the truth. Uh, we remember again and again and again, and, and then that impacts our lives, that, that we belong to him. I was bought at a price. The price was the blood of Jesus. I'm not my own. And so to then go and live like that. And if you want to be different from the world, we can sum it up in this. Build your life on this book. Because there's not a whole lot of that going on in the world. <laughs> Build your life on this book, the Word of God. So that's our uh, first defining element. You are holy. A second defining element of you as a Christian is that you are family. Your family. The specifically family with other believers. So we are a family here this morning. Uh, some of you last week were remembering me from when I spoke here before. Uh, some of you have never seen me before. Doesn't mean we're not family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that's what he talks about here. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. Now, there's not a category of Christian called saints and a category called brothers. He's just using these things interchangeably because it goes on again and says, all the saints greet you. And, and so uh, these are just things that are true of anybody who's in Christ. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord, we are family with one another. Um, our holiness relates to our standing before God. He has made us holy. And then our interaction with one another, we're family. We're family. Um, you know, while, while some, some siblings may hate each other, Maybe somebody here even has a brother or sister that you're not speaking to and haven't spoken to in years. And that happens. That happens. Um, but when the scriptures talk about brotherhood in this sense, it's talking about the best sense. It's like in Proverbs 18.24, it speaks about a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Well, that's no big deal if brothers don't stick close, right? So it's talking about uh, as close as brothers can be, and there's a friend that's even closer than that. You know, and that's a good friend to have. And, and so this is the kind of brotherhood that we have with one another. Um, th this kind of closeness that's implied in Hebrews 13.1, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. And so the scriptures are looking at this as a good thing, as a close thing, as a precious thing, that we have this relationship with one another. Now, does that mean we always get along? Well, even Paul had his problems with John Mark. You might remember that story. And so we, we don't always get along. And yet I'm, I'm reminded of uh, 
the Charlie Daniels song that, that came out back uh, around the Iranian hostage crisis, 1980 or so, where he says, talking about Americans, he says, we may have done a little bit of fighting amongst ourselves, but you outside people best leave us alone. <laughs> and that's how it is in families sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> Man, we're fussing and fighting, and somebody wants to come in and say, yeah, you always do that. Why are you talking about my brother that way? You know? <laughs> You know, and we have that that closeness, that that relationship, and in the body of Christ, we are brothers and sisters uh, in Christ. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you are family with those who are in Christ. And sometimes you may need the family, and other times the family may need you. Um, one of our daughters uh, went out to live in. Washington State for a little while, and um, there's a, a guy out there that was a boyfriend and turned out to be abusive, and I don't want to get too many details because I haven't told her I was going to say this, but, um, but you know, the, the thing was, I was on the phone with her, and I was like, do you need to get out of there? And she's like, yes. Well, I'm a long way away. You know what I did? I went to calvarychapel.com, and I looked for a Calvary Chapel that was in the area because I, I had some relationship with Calvary Chapel. I could have looked for any kind of Christian church, but I went there first. There was a Calvary Chapel right there. And so I contacted the pastor, told him the situation, said she needs to get out of there and get to the airport or something. Can somebody help her? And he wound up sending his wife to do that. And they arranged for a place where she would just leave and, and meet and get in the car and go. And that's what happened. That was the body of Christ. That was my, my brother in Christ that I talked to who sent my sister in Christ uh, to go help my daughter. And... We're family. We're family. I, I couldn't have called, just randomly called a company out there, talked to whoever answered the phone and said, hey, can I talk to your CEO or can I talk to somebody in management? Said, do you have somebody who can go help my daughter? <laughs> couldn't have done that. I can do it with the body of Christ. We are brothers and sisters with one another. So you are holy and you are family in Christ. And then our third defining element of you as a Christian, is that you are in the world. Because these, all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. I, that, that to me is one of the most fascinating statements in the Bible. Those who are of Caesar's household. Now you might think, well, duh, of course I'm in the world. Everybody's in the world. I mean, I mean just look around. We're, we're not all somewhere else. <laughs> we're all in the world, so why even bother to make that point? Well, you're not just in the world as a human. You're in the world as a follower of Christ. And see, some people want to take, through history, there have been people who have taken this idea of holiness and want to separate out from everybody to the point that they build up walls and they have no interaction with the world and take this idea of family and do the same thing. Or people want to say, oh, boy, I figured out 
the prophecies and it's going to happen on this day and then they they sell everything and leave all their family and friends and they go sit somewhere on a mountaintop and wait. They need to be in Caesar's household when we are followers of Jesus. Caesar was no friend of the church. And yet the gospel was there in the people of God who were living and working in that place. What an amazing thing that the gospel can reach into the very household of the most powerful man. Simply because one of God's saints was there. And it goes the other way too. Paul's writing this from prison. And you know what Paul's take on being in prison was? It's good that I'm here because the gospel doesn't get here usually. <laughs> and I'm preaching the gospel here. So wherever we are, the highest heights or the, the lowest depths and everywhere in between, we are in the world, not of the world. And we are in the world as the people of God with a message that people need to hear. We are holy before God, family with one another, and living in a mission field. And that is just a blessed thing. I haven't looked at a clock, but I feel like I'm really finishing out quickly here. Maybe you think, oh, yeah, that's what you think. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm going to close this out. <laughs> so between your job, your family, your role as a neighbor, your hobbies, and any number of other things, you may wear many, many hats in this life. Uh, but you don't wear them all at once. In fact, you usually probably only wear them one at a time in most situations. But there is a hat, if we can keep that illustration going, that says, I belong to Jesus. And it's a hat that says at least these three things about you. You are holy, you are family, and uh, you are in this world. And all of that relates to who you are as a believer in Jesus. Spiritually, you wear that hat, and that hat stays on. Even when the baker's hat is on, or the golf hat is on, or the hard hat is on, or, or the dad hat is on, or whatever it may be. This hat is always there. It never comes off, no matter what you're doing. It reaches into every aspect of life. Everywhere, oops, everywhere that God would have you be. Every door that opens to you. You carry these things with you. Um, it defines you and calls you to a life that reflects who you are in Jesus so the world might see him. Holy, set apart unto God. Family with people around the world that you'll never meet. I mean... Do you know how many millions and millions and millions of brothers and sisters you will never meet on this earth? <laughs> and yet there they are. And you could, you could wind up in a desperate situation on the other side of the world 
And maybe then you meet one of those brothers or sisters and, and they're there to help you in that situation because you're family. Family with believers around the world. And yet you are still in the world. In the world. We come apart for this little gathering where we focus on these things, but we will go out from here. Don't check your I belong to Jesus hat at the door. Wear it out there with you wherever you go. You're still in the world where you have the privilege of living out your Christian life in the presence of people who really need what you have. Let's pray. Lord, we praise you and thank you for the opportunity to be in your word. And we thank you for the things that we have in Christ and through what he has done for us on the cross. Thank you for the time of remembrance that, that we have done. And we did it because you commanded us to do it. And what a beautiful command it is, for we are prone to forget. And Lord, you are, you are taking care of us even and telling us to do that until you come. And so, Lord, we thank you for these things that are true of us, things that we could never make true of ourselves. And, uh, and, and in this world, maybe uh, nobody thinks much of us. and We don't get very far up the ladder in anything that we do, and yet these things are true because of Christ. We thank you for that, Lord. Pray that we would allow you to use us however you would want to uh, for your name's sake. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.